This is a Hoff Studios podcast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. It's 4.20, my Bottega bag is still missing, and I'm in Texas for Gwen's Bachelorette, all of which we will be discussing today. But that's not all that's going on. Taylor Swift has been making it a habit to eat out in New York City between tour stops, and because fans are insane, we know exactly what she orders. We also got a first look at the Wicked movie and a new trailer for the HBO show The Idol, starring Lily Rose Depp as a pop star named Jocelyn. Speaking of pop stars, we will also be going to Coachella. Three, two, one. Welcome back to Harry Tales. I think we should start by talking about the bag or lack thereof. Over the weekend, I left my Bottega Veneta bag in the back of an Uber. And I think we lost her. I don't think she's coming back. We were on the phone with Uber all weekend. And if you haven't lost anything in an Uber recently, they don't make it so that you can call the driver and be like, yo, what's up? Because I feel like I've left, I don't remember what I left in an Uber. I feel like I've left something in an Uber before and I was able to call the driver and I was like, all right, what's up? Can I come get it? And it was fine. Now it's like calling prison. It's like prison calling you. They connect you. They're like, hello, this is Uber connecting. Do you want, and it's like press one if you want to like get your Bottega bag back. Please press one if you would like to return your Bottega bag to you. You press one. They don't pick up because why would they? And then you have this chat person. It is actually a real person. So that's kind of cool. Like it could be like AI, but it's giving real person. And they were like, if you still think your driver is holding your item hostage, you can call the local authorities here and they link you to the police. And I was just like, I'm not sure if it's that deep. Obviously Friday night that happened. I woke up on Saturday and obviously I was like a little hungover, but I woke up immediately and I was like my bag. I was like, my bag, where's my bag? Cause I feel like I got home and I was like just too tired to deal with it. So I just got home, went to bed, woke up, where's my bag? Nowhere to be found. The Uber was on my friend's app. So I'm texting Yaz all weekend. Shout out Yaz, thanks for helping me try to get this bag back. Not only, not only is this an expensive bag, but it's 
filled with two cameras. It's my Handycam and my Canon G7X, which is like my trusty camera that I use for everything. There's not anything bad on those cameras. Like I don't take sex tapes. <laughs> I haven't dated in a minute. I wouldn't take sex tapes anyway. Um, I've learned my lesson through uh, Kim and Paris and the like. But there is like just like if I'm shooting content and I've got the camera on a tripod and I'm, you know, doing whatever, there's like outtakes and there's me just like for seven minutes straight, like figuring things out, rehearsing the script, like just like it's it's embarrassing. Like I wouldn't want that out there. <laughs> so that's, you know, that's kind of um, all weekend I was dealing with you know, feelings of wanting to walk into traffic. Um, those are the kind of feelings that hit when you leave your Bottega Veneta bag in the back of an Uber. But I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be okay. I've been walking around my neighborhood and there's missing posters for a cat named Maddie. And I was like, okay, well, at least I didn't lose a cat named Maddie because I feel like that's probably worse, right? Not comparing you know, I'm always like drafting things in my head. I was about to write an Instagram post about how my missing Bottega Veneta bag is like the girl that went missing on the cruise in like 1998. But that's not like, obviously not like, could you imagine missing a person? Like it just really, it, something is unlocked in me right now. After losing this bag, I'm just like, I'm a new person. Anyway, that's the missing bag. I don't think she's coming back. My friend Barrett suggested a funeral. I might make flyers, but then I get scared that people will be like, fuck you, like there are missing kids and all you're missing is a Bottega Veneta bag and two cameras. Hello, to me, that is a kid. So um, that's, that's the missing bag. I just wanted to like get that off my chest because all weekend I hid like I was like a hermit all weekend and I didn't tell anyone until like Sunday night because I was just like, I'm not talking about, like I'm not physically talking about this until we know for sure that like it's not coming back. So Sunday night comes and I'm like, I have to face this head on. And I took a long walk from my place in Ridgewood all the way to Greenpoint, no map. I kind of had some music, but I took them I took these, oh, I'm wearing these headphones. That's a, I put them on because I wanted to talk about them because I also lost my AirPods. Is there something, is the moon in like retrograde or something? Because things be lost right now. My AirPods that I've had since like literally 2018, like I've had these AirPods for a long time, 2019, like long time, like years. They're like gray, they're like black, they're like disgusting. They're so dirty. I kept meaning to clean them with a pearl and some rubbing alcohol like I usually do. But now I'm left with these and I do love these, but like wearing them is a lot. It's a lot to wear these, like wearing them outside, even, even if you're wearing them with the transparency, there's like a transparency feature with these, like you put them on and you can hear everything around you, but like louder. And so I was like walking on the side of the road <laughs> where I live in like the industrial area and like a car went screeching by and it like was louder in my ears than in real life. And it just like scared the shit out of me. So anyway, taking those off and I, now I can breathe. Oh my God. Okay. Missing bag, missing AirPods. Now, why the hell are you wearing cowboy boots on a Tuesday? 
I'm going to Gwen's bachelorette trip this weekend in Austin. And so I brought out my cowboy boots and I don't think they fit. I don't think they fit. I think they're a little too tight. Cowboy boots are one of those things that you, you know, sit in the aisle and you're like, how to fit cowboy boots? You ask the hot cowboy that's like working there, like, hey, like, do these fit? And he starts like squeezing your feet and you're like, whoa, okay. (laughs) They definitely fit. (laughs) I don't think they fit. They're too tight. They like hurt my feet, but I think they might be like ice skates. Like I think you're supposed to be tight in them. Um, So what I did, according to Google, is fill a Ziploc bag with water and then put the water in the boot and put it in the freezer and then it turns to ice and expands and then it expands your boot and like doesn't ruin your boot. Okay. I did that with one of my boots. I just don't know if they fit. So, um, we'll see this weekend if I, you know, get blisters or anything, but they are cute. I'm wearing this like denim outfit. I'm very excited for this weekend. I haven't told Gwen this. If you're a new listener, my best friend's name is Gwen, but her real name is Libby but I call her Gwen and she calls me Gwen. And so when we're in a store, I'm like, Gwen, look at this. And she's like, Gwen, look at this. And everybody's like, wait, who's Gwen? It's her bachelorette and her birthday. And I'm calling the weekend Libby Cella because we're not going to be at Coachella. We're going to be at Libby Cella. We're going to Austin with the girls. I DM some brands like the fairy influencer that I am. And we're getting some pool floats and some tequila and some makeup and some sunscreen and all the things and it's going to be a great time that's actually starting when you're listening to this when you're listening to this I feel like every time you guys listen to this podcast I'm like I'm going to be on a plane I will be I'll actually be in Austin and I have a funny story that I think I want to tell but not yet We've got a new intern here with us in the studio thank you so much to Jess who was on the past like seven episodes, six episodes. Um, we've got a new intern named Sit Lolly here. Hey, Sit Lolly. Um, we're very excited to have you in the Harry Tales studio. You guys know that I just want somebody to talk to so that I'm not sitting here monologuing for 12 hours every single week. Um, so it's exciting to have an intern. I do feel like, you know, I'm like, wait, so Sit Lolly, you're interning because you are gonna be a podcaster no you're just you're just you're down to hang yeah you're down to hang hey have a nice time i really like your vibe thank you what's your sign taurus taurus libby's a taurus we love a tori a tori moment so yeah that's the vibe no bottega bag boots on ready to go to texas what could go wrong but a better question is what could go right and uh Uh, A lot of things, a lot of things are actually going right, especially in the pop culture world, especially for Taylor Swift. And I know that this is like a Swifty heavy podcast, but I have a story about Taylor Swift that I need to tell. Taylor Swift keeps getting spotted outside of restaurants. The first time she was spotted outside of a restaurant was like the first time that we saw her since the announcement of Taylor and Joe splitting after six years. Of course, everybody was like, oh, this is her saying I'm single to the world. Because if she if they hadn't broken up and it was just speculation and rumor, you know, 
she wouldn't, she probably wouldn't have been seen. She would have just like let it roll, let it ride. But this was her in New York City for all the paparazzi, all the people to see. And there is a girl in these paparazzi photos and she is wearing what looks like a Victoria's Secret bag. And I was like, who is that girl that looks like Harper from Wizards of Waverly Place? It's a big, juicy, alternating pink striped dress with a black collar thing, black straps. And she looks like she's wearing a Victoria's Secret bag. So I was like, who is that? So I made a little meme. I whipped up a little meme as I do, posted it. And then my friend and fashion designer here in New York, Susan Alexandra, commented and said, oh, that's at Rachel Antonoff. And I was like, okay, Jack Antonoff, Rachel Antonoff. It's either got to be his mom or sister, but why would his mom be standing outside of the Taylor Swift restaurant wearing a Victoria's Secret bag-inspired dress? It's his sister. I clicked on her page because she was tagged in that comment. Rachel Antonoff is a designer and she does, she designs pretty dresses, bright dresses. Susan Alexandra tagged her in the post. So I'm like, okay, now she's seeing this. So I, I commented back to Susan and I said, ha do you think she would find this funny? Or do you think we should all go out to dinner dressed as bags? And Susan Alexandra was like, probably the latter. And I was like, I have no idea what the latter is. I had to Google it. It's the second one. People are always tossing around the latter, even when we're not in Home Depot. It's the second one. So now I'm like, okay, we have the green light to go to dinner with Rachel Antonoff. And then Rachel Antonoff DMs me unprompted. Well, I mean, this prompted her, obviously, but she DMs me and she's like, Hey, just came down from like laughing over the rainbow. Thank you so much. Like this was so funny or something like that. And I was gagged and bound because now we're one step closer to being friends with Taylor Swift. And so I hope that Rachel doesn't listen to this. I hope that Taylor doesn't listen to this because it's one of those things where it's like, okay, you want to be friends with Taylor Swift, but you can't be that big of a fangirl. Otherwise it's weird. But at the same time, I'm pretty sure that's how Lena Dunham became friends with Taylor Swift. And I'm pretty sure they're friends today because of that. Like, I'm pretty sure Lena Dunham was just like, I'm such a fan of you on Twitter or something. And Taylor was like, okay, bet like what's up. So, and if Taylor's going out to dinner every night, could you imagine if like Rachel was like, Hey, do you want to come to dinner? And then she was like, my friend Taylor's coming. Could, would you die? I would die. Oh my God. (laughs) Marty, my Swifty producer is literally like glaring at me. Like if you go to dinner with Taylor Swift, you better bring me in your tote bag. So that's on the table. Um, And I think that's a very exciting development. I I can't believe that Taylor's going out to dinner mid tour. Like she, I go on a two hour plane ride and I'm out of commission for two days. Like I go to, I go home to Chicago and I come back and I'm like, Oh my God, I'm jet lagged from Chicago. Taylor Swift is flying around doing that three hour performance every night. It's, it's insane. And there's also so many new eras developments every weekend. It really does feel like we're getting fed, even if we're not going to every show. Like there's just like, she says new things. She does new things. 
every Friday, Saturday, Sunday night. I could say it's three nights, right? I think some of them are three and some of them are two. Okay. Three nights in a row. Like we're full. We're fed. It's gorgeous. Don't touch that dial. You're listening to Harry FM. You're listening to Harry Tales, recorded live in New York City. Your one-stop shop for everything you saw on TikTok this week. The only radio station. Harry Tales. So the Rachel Antonoff Taylor Swift dinner sighting was last week. This week, we got a new Taylor Swift dinner sighting. This time, she went to Lore Fish Bar in Soho. And some crazed fans on TikTok actually got her entire order. I don't know how they got it. Do we... I don't know how you get an order. I want to say by spying. Do you look? You have to look into the windows. But I've got the order right here. And I'm going to tell it to you because Taylor Swift got tuna tacos, carpaccio sashimi, hellfire roll, and canai roll. And they were all wrapped in seaweed. Pretty typical for sushi if you ask me. And a Diet Coke, which we love that Taylor loves a Diet Coke because it's so, it's so pop star on tour of her, like between shows, like, let me have a Diet Coke and some sashimi. And she went with this girl. Do we know the girl? I don't know if they listed the girl, but I can see if I can find it. Yeah. Her name is, the, the girls in the TikTok were like, and a short blonde girl who had rosé, but People on Twitter were posting pictures of the girl that Taylor went with. And I was like, is she doing a Gaylor thing right now? Like, is she doing a Gaylor thing? I know we're not, I'm not, I'm not like a Gaylor truther. Like I really just like a conspiracy. Um, But she is dressing kind of butch right now, but it's fine. (laughs) But it's fine. She's wearing like jeans and a black shirt. Um, and she's going out with this little blonde girl who's ordering rosé. Like it is giving cruel summer, but it's fine. We're, uh, we're not gonna, we're not, gonna, we're not going to speculate further. Um, cause they're definitely just friends. And when the Taylor Joe breakup happened, there was somebody making a rumor that she's seeing an older man, which is definitely just like made up bullshit. Like some, sometimes it says like a source and it's like, who? People keep posting TikToks of themselves like as workers on the Eras tour. Like I just saw this like lighting guy who was like, come with me to work for Taylor Swift. And I was like, is this allowed? Like I'm pretty sure when you work with Taylor Swift, you sign NDAs that say if you break it, you hand me over your firstborn child or something. Like it's a crazy NDA. Um, But that's neither here nor there. Um, we're going to keep an eye out on Taylor, of course, waiting for something big to happen, like speak now Taylor's version to come out because that is definitely in the wings. It's going to happen soon. Um, but I want to pivot right now to Kylie Jenner and Timothy Chalamet. First, it was just rumors because people saw Kylie's car in Timmy's driveway or vice versa. I don't know if Timmy has a driveway. I know Kylie has one. I'm sure they both have cars. But Entertainment Tonight apparently confirmed that the two are dating. And I sent a little tweet out that said he's doing it for a movie role, like he's doing research for a movie role. But I was 
having uh, biscuits and jam this morning and I was asking my friend, do we think this is real? And she was like, honestly, I could see it. Like they're both funny and cute, like, and they're young. And I was like, okay, well, I'm pretty sure I'm Timothy's age. Can we get an age check on, yeah, on Timmy, yeah, on Timothy Chalamet? I'm pretty sure he's a 1994 kid. 1995. 1995. Okay, he is young. Um, I don't, I don't buy it. I don't buy it for a second. I I didn't buy it in the beginning. I don't buy it now. It's funny that people on Twitter keep making jokes about E.T. Because Entertainment Tonight is E.T. And it's like E.T. reports and people keep being like, what does that little alien know? And I'm like, ha ha. That's funny. Um, it could be a Kris Jenner ploy. Timothy Chalamet is about, I mean, it could be. I think Chris is so in, obviously, the machine of Hollywood. And Timothy Chalamet has like nine movies coming out. Like he's got Willy Wonka. He's got that other one. He's got that other one. He probably has um, that other one. He does. Yeah. yeah he, Actually. Yeah. Wait, which ones are they? Do we um, know? Let's see. Well, we have some historicals. Let's look for new movies. Historicals. Historical fiction. Uh, he's got coming up, it looks like Dune Part 2. Okay. Also, Wonka, as you mentioned. Yes, Wonka. Bones and All, which appears to already be out. Bones and All just came. That's what I can I didn't see that one. Right here. Okay, so Willy Wonka, I mean, is going to be a huge movie. And when actors go away and come back, they do need, they do, they need a little press juice to like get them back into the public eye so that their movies can do well. I could absolutely see Chris Jenner on the phone with like the Warner Brothers PR team being like, well, I have a couple of daughters right now that could be eligible for Timothy Chalamet. And they're like, all right, let's go with um, Kendall is a little too tall for Timmy. Let's go with who's that? Who's the young one with the lipstick? That's my daughter, Kylie. We'll take her. For 2000. <laughs> yeah, do you think there's like a dowry situation for that or? And do we think that the daughters are, I'm like, do we, the daughters, do we think, <laughs> it's like, it's like a, like a cult. Um, do we think they have a say in it or do you think Kylie knocks on Kendall's door? Do we think Chris knocks on Kylie's door like, all right, sweetie, you've got a date with Timothy Chalamet tonight. Like you guys are going to go to the taco stand. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I think. Yeah. Okay. I think, um, you know, it's definitely beneficial for both of them. Anytime one of the Kardashians dates someone, I feel like it's mutually beneficial. Kendall with Bad Bunny right now, they're, you know, Golfing they're something. boring. They were riding horses and it definitely, I'm already tired of it and it hasn't even begun if it's going to begin. Um, so until we get pictures of Kylie and Timmy, I'm, I'm calling a, I'm calling a bluff. I'm calling a PR bluff from one Miss Kris Jenner. Speaking of new developments, there's a new trailer for the TV show, The Idol that just dropped. And, uh, I wrote a little summary for you instead of getting it from the real source. I wrote, the show follows Lily Rose Depp's rise to fame as a pop star named Jocelyn. Along the way, she, of course, becomes corrupted by a seemingly sinister and equally powerful character played by The Weeknd. 
The cast also includes Troy Sivan, Hari Neff, Rachel Sennett, and Dan Levy. This trailer looks good. Sorry. I know that there's bad press around the show because of Sam Levinson. And I do struggle with how to navigate that because if there's a whole article that comes out and it's like Euphoria director Sam Levinson makes these actors do crazy shit and like be naked and like do all these things. It is like, ew, okay, I don't want to, I don't want any part in that. But then when they drop a trailer set to Gimme More by Britney Spears and it's Lily Rose Depp as a pop star named Jocelyn. Oh, I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to watch that one. That looks pretty good. That's, you know, kind of, uh, I've had that dream before, you know, I've dreamt of Lily Rose as a pop star named Jocelyn. And now here she is on the screen. Also, Lily Rose Depp hasn't had her breakout role yet. And this could be her star turn. This could be the thing that makes her a star. I would kind of argue that Euphoria made Zendaya more of a star than she was. Obviously, she was a star before. She had done Spider-Man. She was a Disney girl. But like Euphoria really cemented her place as like a bona fide star, capital S. And I think this could be the same for Lily Rose Depp. But I don't know. It is annoying that everybody on Twitter is like, this looks so bad. Sorry, it looks good. Like, it looks good. All the actors are playing kind of like almost caricatures of themselves. It kind of feels like um, I think Troy Sivan is playing this like twinky music producer. It's not far from the truth. Um, Dan Levy, Levi Levy is like a gay agent person. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't really know. Um, if that's if that's allowed to like it is it bad to like it because of the Sam Levinson stuff is that separating the art from the artist is or that, is that allowed I don't even know I know it's like are we like in the are we in the post separating art from the art world we'll we'll watch it and we'll will make sure that you know how I feel about it. Um, I'm not going to pretend like I'm not going to watch it. Like I pretended like I watched Euphoria because <laughs> I didn't watch Euphoria. And maybe if I had watched Euphoria, I'd have a little bit better of a sense of what Sam Levinson gets into. I mean, I know there's like drugs and nudity and sex and whatever, but um, it's an HBO show. I feel like when you turn on HBO, like you're expecting some like full frontal right? Like it's, you know, you're not going to watch it while you're babysitting your cousin. Another first look that we got in the last week was Wicked. Cynthia Erivo and Ariana Grande as Glinda and Alphaba. It will be iconic, I think. Also, I think Twitter, and I've talked about this before, I think Twitter is just like a bad place to be when you're taking in new media because all the, you start to read the comments and all the comments are like, this looks so bad, this looks so bad, but I can't, but like, this looks so bad. And it's like, actually it doesn't. Ariana Grande as Glinda is another dream that I've had. Like you guys were getting, we're getting, we're getting it. And you guys aren't, you guys aren't being grateful. That's how it feels. I'm like, and also you guys are fake as fuck because like we're all going to watch these things and we're all going to gag. So like, stop. 
<laughs> Stop it. Um, speaking of Alphaba, though, happy 420. I just realized, I know it's a little late in the game. It's 420 right now as you're listening. Happy 420. I hope at least one of you is like smoking a doobie right now. Um, I will probably be smoking a doobie later in the hot tub with the girls in the batch trip. I've tried to find someone who would smoke pot with me on the podcast. Am I allowed to say smoke pot? Smoke pot with me on the podcast. And we were thinking there was like a moment where we were like, let's invite the bonus Jonas brother, the little Jonas brother, Frankie Jonas. I like don't really know him. I don't know him, but like I have like creator friends that are like friends with him. Like, like I'm like a friend of a friend away. I'm like, he's like the Rachel Antonoff of the Jonas brothers. And so I was like, okay, should I DM him and be like, hey, do you smoke pot? But I was thinking about it and I was like, okay, if I had to sit with him on a couch stoned, I think we would both just be like, so do uh, you eat pizza? Like it, I don't think it would go anywhere and I don't think it would be that fun. So um, I didn't do a 420 episode. This is the 420 episode. So happy 420. I'm sorry it took me this long in the episode to get to the 420 of it all, but um, we're here now. And the set of Wicked looks like somewhere it'd be really fun to um, hotbox. It looks like the the town map of Webkins. Like we've gotten aerial shots of it. We've gotten like from the, from the sky shots. And um, it's going to be interesting. I wonder what they're going to do for Oompa Loompas. That's Willy Wonka. Never mind. Munchkins in... Are munchkins in Wicked or just the people of Oz? That's a good question. It is a good I question. I, I don't think they're in Wicked because... They're definitely in Oz. They're definitely in Oz, like Dorothy Oz. But I don't know if they're... I don't know if they're in Wicked. The one thing about this first look, because we haven't gotten a trailer, all we've gotten is a picture of Alphaba and a picture of Glinda... And they're so dark. They're so dark. And there's this meme going around where it's like, boys, stop becoming influencers. We need gaffers. These movies are too dark. And I'm like, but they kind of are, though. Like, uh, my TV does this thing where it's like, if you're watching a movie, we're going to put the TV into filmmaker mode. And basically, that means that they're going to make it like as dark as possible, which is what the filmmaker wanted and I always switch that off and I'm like give me vivid so that I'm sitting there like wide-eyed like staring at the ceiling it's just too dark it's just too dark I want to see I want to see Alphaba being green I want to see Glinda being pink I want to see the munchkins or lack thereof being colorful inconclusive on the munchkins. inconclusive on they're the munchkins. in the world for sure yeah but not sure if they're in it. Yeah. They mentioned Munchkin land as the birthplace of Alphaba. Okay. Which would sort of imply. We're like on the Wikipedia page for wicked. We're like, well, maybe she pours water on them and they all grow three feet and they're no longer Munchkins. It's going to be good. I think it comes out mm, the 2024, 2024. I think we still have another year to go, but it's going to be exciting. All right. So since I'm not going to Coachella, I'm going to Libby Chella. I think we should talk about Coachella because things are happening. 
And one of the things about Coachella this year that I think is very interesting, one, Vanessa Hudgens is not there. This is the first year that she hasn't been since 2015. So I don't know why she's not going. I actually forgot to mention that I did see Vanessa last week after last week's episode. I uh, went to this seance that Vanessa Hudgens put on in the West Village. And I did say hi to her for like a split second. We took a photo. It was cute. She wasn't trying to hang. It's always kind of weird when it's somebody's event and they're like not trying to like hang out with all the creators that are literally creating content for the event. Um, But Julia Fox saved the day as she always does. She was fun. She was cool. She was so down to clown. She helped me film this video where she's like putting a spell on me. It's on TikTok if you want to go watch it. Um, it didn't go viral for some reason. I think because maybe my voiceover was voiceover videos are tough because like you really have to like hook people. And unless you're like saying some crazy shit, then sometimes it can get passed off. That's, that's, I'm like, that's why I'm, you know, I don't think, um, it was a bad video. I think it was rather cute, but I saw Vanessa Hudgens. She's not at Coachella. I don't know what she's doing. Another thing is that, do you remember the influencer Lauren Gray? A little bit, yeah. Yeah, she's like Music Alley. Yeah. Which is TikTok's old name. She was like OG TikToker girl. She's really cute. She made a video being like, nobody's really talking about this, but I want to talk about the fact that a bunch of influencers dress up and rent Airbnbs and, and like pretend like they're going to the festival, but they don't actually go to the festival. And, you know, people online were like, who gives a shit? Like either way, like whatever, whatever. I just think it's interesting that we're, we really are at the point of like, oh, we don't give a shit about the festival. We just want people to think we're at the festival. And I think there is something kind of sinister about that. What do you think keeps them from just going? Why not just go if you're there? Because I think it's, I know a lot of people get anxious, especially if you're like, and I'm not Rihanna, so like, I don't really know, but do you remember the James Charles drama from like Mm. two or 2019? I think it was, it was like the Tati versus James. And it was all because James took a deal with Sugar Bear Hair Care, which was direct competition to Tati's brand. And that was because of Coachella, because the only reason that James took the deal with Sugar Bear Hair Care was because he was getting he was getting bombarded. So basically he was like, I need an artist pass quick. And like the only way was doing a deal with Sugar Bear Hair Care. And so they got him into like the back, the back area so that he like wasn't getting hounded. And I think some influencers think that that's going to happen to them. I don't think that it's going to happen to them, but I think, um, I think there's a lot of influencers that aren't fun. And so when they're all hanging out with each other and they're not fun, why would they go and add a Ferris wheel to that? You know, they're going to be like, all right, fuck this. Like, I don't want to go. And it's like, okay, but just be a fun, just be a fun influencer. Like, don't, don't be all like hootie tootie just go have fun in the desert because to me there's nothing better than putting on a stupid outfit and like doing drugs in the desert hello like it's 
420. It's 420. Like, let's go to Coachella. But I thought, um, I thought it was interesting that she was like, nobody's talking about this. And I was just like, there's so many people also getting paid to go to Coachella that I'm like, to not get paid to go to Coachella would be like hard. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I feel like if I were to go and there's all these different houses, there's like the UGG house and the Revolve house and the whatever house and um, comedian Servideo was making a joke that there should be like a Con Edison house and like all the influencers should get like Con Edison merch and like pretend to be happy with it. Um, she was like, she was, uh, concepting. What is it called when you're concepting? Um, spitballing, storyboarding. She was coming up with a concept. Con Edison Coachella house. I think it's hilarious. And uh, random brands should do that. Like, have you ever heard of, um, Maytag refrigerators? Yeah. Like imagine like a refrigerator house or something like that. It's cold in there. Yeah. Like a refrigerator creative house, creator house. I don't think Coachella is stressful. I think Coachella is a lot of fun and it's like not that deep. I think you can make it very stressful for yourself. And I think that people, I think people are too comfortable being uncomfortable, if that makes sense. Like, I think people are too comfortable being like, I can't go like I'm da, da, da. and it's like, are you? And like, were people really, I mean, I guess it is more anxiety inducing because everybody has an iPhone and they're all sticking it in each other's faces. But like, is it like, unless you're James Charles or like somebody of that caliber, you're not going to get hounded. You're going to be fine. And just be normal anyways. Yeah. Like, well, and that's the other thing is that the big, the top dogs, Kendall, Haley, Kylie, they all wore normal outfits. They didn't pull Coachella stunt looks. And so now it's like the pendulum is swinging back on Coachella where like this girl made a TikTok. I was reading the news. This girl made a TikTok and she was like, you know, it's an, it's an interesting um, juxtaposition because now all the big influencers are trying to pull looks and make Coachella like the biggest like PR event of the year. Like they want to get on like teen Vogue's like best dress list, which things like that don't really hold much weight to anybody. I feel like anymore because of social media and we can just look at everybody's Instagram. But when Kendall Jenner shows up in a pair of jeans and a tank top to Coachella, whereas before she was wearing like her whole boho look and her like jewelry and her dress and her hat and her no, 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 it is like, what's happening here? Like, what is going on here? They're basically saying, we're not going to be a tryhard influencer anymore. Like, we're Kendall Jenner. We're Hailey Bieber. And then, of course, there's the video of Hailey Bieber massaging Justin's back. Like, I think it was during the Frank Ocean set. But um, Justin is clearly, like, hunched over. And Hailey's just, like, rubbing his back. And everybody's like, oh, my God. He hates her. And it's like, no. That's the other part about Coachella is, like, if you're, like... If you are in the desert, I don't care if you're Justin Bieber or not, you're going to have moments of being like, okay, I got to take a beat. I got to sit down for a minute and enjoy a $60 burrito. I have to just sit in the grass. That's one of the best parts about a music festival is sitting in the grass and listening to the stage over there and the stage over there and the stage over there. 
Libby Cella will be a lot of fun though. So stay tuned for this weekend because it's going to be, it's going to be fun. Follow along with me. Um, I'll be posting and I'll wear the boots until maybe I'll just stretch them out with my own feet. But, um, Coachella, Coachella FOMO, there was, there was a moment for a split second where I was like, Oh fuck, like Coachella, like, am I gonna, but then this weekend, the missing Bottega bag, totally. I was like, honey, I cannot like, and I was looking at influencer pictures. They all have their little bags. And I was like, I know somebody lost their bag at Coachella. Like I was like, I'm not alone in this. Like if anybody's going to lose a bag, it's this weekend. So you already had the experience. Yeah. I, yeah, I got the experience. I might not have had a ride on a Ferris wheel, but you know, I lost the bag. I'm wearing the boots Mm. and we're, we're, we're cruising. To round out this episode, I found something on Twitter and I think we need to do it together because there's this new personality test, but it's not just any personality test. It's a food personality test and it's called the food disgust test. It's 32 questions. We're just going to go through them quickly and we're going to figure out if I'm a picky eater or if I'm disgusted in food for some other reason. There's like eight categories for why people are disgusted by food. So like somebody could be disgusted by like animal or somebody could be disgusted by like, um, we'll figure out the categories. It's going to give me a pie chart and you can do this too. Just type in food disgust test. So Lolly, what's the first question? I would not eat avocado pulp that has turned slightly brown. Agree or disagree? Um, agree. I would not. Okay. Dirty silverware and or stains on utensils disgusts me. True. Yeah, that's true. Oh, this is good. I do not mind eating a salad that is not crispy anymore. False. Fuck, I am picky. Seeing a hair in a soup does not really bother me. Um, indifferent. Okay. I am not picky when it comes to different kinds of seafood. Thumbs up. Okay. I would lose my appetite if I found a little snail in my salad. Oh, Um, yeah, absolutely. I do not drink from the same glass someone has already drunk from. Indifferent. Okay. I will not eat marmalade from which mold has been removed from the surface. True. Marmalade, love. Are these people British? Zurich, Swiss. Oh, shit. Uh, It is gross if a chef in a restaurant tastes a soup with a spoon without washing it every time he does so true ew do people do that i love restaurants because it's literally like they could do whatever the fuck they want and you'll still be like yum Mm. Uh, i do not mind if a slice of apple has turned slightly brown from being exposed to air i do mind i do mind too uh it is disgusting to eat a banana that has black spots yeah i throw overripe fruit away yeah I would not mind eating an apple that had had a caterpillar crawl over its peel. Over its peel? Over. I don't care. Okay. Indifferent. I feel disgusted when I chew on irregular bits of animal meat. Um, like, uh, kind of agree. Okay. It is totally fine if my friends or acquaintances have touched my food. You know, like when somebody is like, oh, take a bite of this. I'm kind of just like, don't like, I don't really do that. Um, I'm like neutral. Okay. Neutral. 
I do not eat fruits such as peaches and apples that have marks or stains on their peel. Neutral, because like sometimes I will eat a dirty rotten apple, but like neutral. Okay. I cannot stand the smell of fish shops. No. Okay. I don't care. Okay. Like neutral? Um, like I would like disagree. Uh, I find it gross to eat hard cheese from which mold has been cut off. Yeah. <laughs> Even though I know that cheese is mold, it's fine. I do not eat potatoes or carrots whose skin has shrunk a bit from aging. Um, no, I don't. But like, I just, where do you encounter that? I no. Uh, I would not eat in a restaurant where I had seen bugs in the restroom. New York? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, disagree. Like, I don't really care. Indifferent. Yeah, I don't care. Is that bad? You could eat in the yeah. city. Yeah. Um, I eat blue cheese as part of my diet and or when I am served it. Yes. Is that bad? I love blue cheese. I, I feel, oh, God. No, no, no. Go, go, go. I feel uncomfortable when I see raw meat. No. <laughs> I'm like Sebastian Stan. I'm like, no. It is gross to eat raw fish like sushi. No. I never or rarely accept food from strangers. You know, I met a guy on Instagram in 2020 and we went looking for sea glass together and he made focaccia and he gave it to me and I ate it. But like, is that normal? I thought we were going to hook up. We didn't. Um, do I... Um, no, like I, I'm indifferent, like okay. sure. Okay. I'm very like self-sufficient when it comes to food. Like I don't like, it's very something that I, if like I want to eat something, I will, but like, I'm not like, can you bring me food? Like I know friends that are like, can you, I'm like, okay, sure. I don't know. Indifferent. Okay. Got it. Have you seen, maybe this won't go in, but have you seen that like little Instagram image of uh, the guy from Breaking Bad who's like, oh, I love when my little bird feeds herself or whatever. She's so self-sufficient. It's like super creepy. I'm He's so about. self-sufficient. Yeah, there but, you go. Yeah. Okay, I feel suspicious if a friend has handled or touched something I'm about to eat. Indifferent, because like low-key, I'm like, let me just get it myself, you know? It is sickening to eat bread from which mold has been cut away. Not sickening, but like I wouldn't do it. So, so like a little agree. Yeah, light agree. It is nauseating to have a whole fish, including its head, served to me on my plate. Um, not nauseating, but like I wouldn't do that. My mouth waters when I see a whole pig on a skewer. Mm, no, neutral. I would not eat a part of an apple that had a worm in another part of it. Yeah, strongly agree. I would never eat those new snacks and dishes that are made from bugs. Agree. I did have a burger made out of like ants or something, but it was because it was at Shake Shack. Hmm. I do not like to eat steak that is still bloody inside. Indifferent. Last one. I do not eat cucumbers that have ripened so much that they can be bent. Ew. So yeah, no. 
All right. Oh my gosh. Here's okay. Okay. So here's my pie. Do you mind if yeah, I please. have this? Okay. So basically my results are, um, okay, wait. So my most discussed, the thing that I'm most disgusted by is insect contaminants and vegetables. And then third is hygiene. And then that's tied with mold. So I'm most disgusted by insect contaminants. Duh. I thought this was going to be more like, I thought this was going to be more like you can't eat mushy fruit, like yeah. you can, like mushiness or like, like disgustingness. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's all disgusting. Um, like a Myers-Briggs of food. Yeah. So, I mean, the first, let's see. Oh my God. Vegetable is one of them. Vegetable and insect contaminants. Let me see what vegetable means. Um, vegetable just says, um, insect contaminants is the inclination to feel disgusted when worms, bugs, and or insects are associated with food preparation or eating, or even just by seeing insect near food. Okay. Um, thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, wait, I liked taking the test better than I liked the results. You know, in your your inspection, yeah, the journey was a lot more fun than the de- the destination for that one. Um, but I'm glad you guys got to experience that with me because um, if if there's one thing I'm gonna do, it's take a test from Twitter. Um, maybe we should spend a whole episode just doing like BuzzFeed quizzes. I haven't done a BuzzFeed quiz in a minute. I'm bad at those quizzes because it's like, how would you like to spend your night? And it's like you know, you can really paint yourself as like the person you want to be. It's yeah. like, go to a rave with a new friend or like read a book that you've been wanting forever. And like, it's just, you know, gets really crazy. Um, a dinnertime fact for you guys is that you shouldn't take that quiz. Um, a dinnertime fact is that cucumbers can get so ripe that they become bendable, which I don't know if I knew that. I feel like every time I have, I do let stuff get moldy though. That is something that I do. Cause I'm like, I have cucumbers and I'm like, what am I going to do with these? Eat them. Um, so yeah, well, that's great. Happy 420 everybody. Um, I've also been thinking about doing an oral history of bachelorette parties. I will say that we did get a breaking bit of news from producer Marty that we have Taylor Swift's order from Lure Fish Bar because somebody asked the waitress what Taylor and her friend ordered and recorded the floor while the waitress was saying it. So we have a little bit of a Mission Impossible kind of Lure Fish Bar moment. And the result is knowing that Taylor Swift is eating carpaccio sashimi and a diet coke in between eras tour shows so with that that can be your dinner time fact you can say hey guys i heard on harry tales that taylor swift eats carpaccio sashimi which what is that that means that it's like beef i don't know what carpaccio is anyway yeah pound it up pound it up you guys pound it up this week we will talk to you next week it's been real. Follow along with Libicella. Smoke a doobie. And we'll see you next week. Bye.